Heroes are made on the battlefield of movie screens. At least that is what the perception is for many who wake up day after day, pour themselves a cup of coffee, get the kids out to school, trudge through traffic, and punch the clock. But the truth is, heroes are made every day. And not just on the battlefield, and not just in Hollywood. Single moms working free jobs, making sure food is on the table, husbands and wives doing the very same. And occasionally, there's that exceptional moment, that horrific moment, that crisis hits and someone's a, 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 a nobody, nobody really knows, stands and faces that danger. These also are our American heroes. So today, we are unpacking the subject of how you can live a heroic life. Welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. And our guest today is no stranger to the media and likely a household name, at least within the military tribe. Chris Peranto, otherwise known as Tonto, is best known for his experiences fighting the terrorist attack on the U.S. State Department Special Mission Compound in Benghazi, Libya, on September 11, 2012. The movie 13 Hours was the feature of that experience. Chris went on to write the best-selling book, The Range Away, and has a new book out called The Patriot's Creed. Chris, welcome to the Military Wire. Hey, bro. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. And you're right on that intro because my wife's a bigger hero than, than I ever ever could, could claim to be. And she can kick my butt, too. Right. <laughs> so she's, she's tough. It's all, so I, I, I completely agree with you on that. It's just everyday heroes. And, and heroes, I think, throw around too much. I'm no hero, but people that just fight through every day. That's, that's heroic to me. Yeah, and, and truth be told, I think that's, you know, we paint an image in society about who exactly is a hero. Yeah. And to your point, Chris, you know, we do in the military, you know, if somebody wears that uniform, you know, wears the thread of our, you know, our nation's fabric, you know, people suddenly kind of assign that. And I think your point is people are out there doing heroic measures every day. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. It, yeah. it's yeah. important that we recognize that. Oh, definitely, and that's that's you know we'll, we'll get into the book, but that's the reason why the, the book I, I decided to do the Patriots Creed. And I should say I decided the publisher decided that I should do the book, yeah. <laughs> the, book the Patriots Creed. But you know, my, but it was my idea. They, they wanted to do more. Hey, let's let's do more more books about uh, about deploying, about what your experience was. I'm like, wait, hold on a second, let's. I said we're we're basically singling out and saying that you can't overcome anything unless you've served in the military. And I'm like, wait a second, let's why don't we do stuff and do a book where it, it applies to everyday people and and people can see that even the gentlemen, even the men and women that go in the military have problems just like everybody else. And we have to overcome yep. just everyday things. And, and so it would apply to everybody, not just military. And that that's. That's the route I was going with the Patriots Creed, but we we can talk more about that. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit. No, I I, I love it, and and I, and I would say for our new listeners, because we've got a whole new tribe of individuals that are listening to the show, people that are in HR, people that are in corporate, uh, not just you know those who have served. So why don't you share, just share a little bit about about your background, Chris, for those that might not know? Oh sure, sure. No, I I was uh, with the 75th Ranger Regiment. I was the second Ranger Battalion. I was in the Army. Uh, people, and if you've read the Ranger Way, if you haven't, uh, people know if you've read the Ranger Way that actually I was 
I was then I say I was thrown out of the military, but yeah, the first time I was in, I was I was tossed. I, I did some things I shouldn't have done, and I had to scratch and fight just to get back in. And, and they made me do everything all over again, so I had to do basic crawl twice. And I only had to jump out of a plane though the second time. I'd have to go through jump ground week and tower week. I only had to do jump week, but then I had to go through ranger end dock again. So yeah, I had to, I had to fight my own adversity because of my just my screw up. Nobody else's screw up but mine. Yeah, and, and then uh, and then I got back in the range regiment, and then I was diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis, or they still haven't figured out if it's Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. But I had some pretty bad, bad issues, and it was very serious. And I was medically discharged from the military, and that's when the contracting world it was just starting. And you know, just luckily, luckily that was the path that came to me. I didn't find it; it found me. And I started deploying as a military contractor for State Department and agency contracts and private contracts and did that for several several years in between though and i feel like unless you read the ranger way you won't know i was actually in between i was an insurance adjuster and i still actually have my license i i, I love to be an insurance adjuster for the national insurance <laughs> program and i did that so when you see the movie it says now he's at home being an insurance adjuster well when i did when we were we were and we were suspended our clearances were suspended by the agency after we told the truth about uh, Libya, what went on Benghazi. Uh, no, that's what I did. I actually came home, and even when I was in Yemen after Benghazi, I'd come back from an op, and I had companies, big insurance companies, sending me files to review because that was during Hurricane Sandy, and they were swamped, mm. and they're like, hey, hey, Donna, Chris, can, can you review insurance adjuster files? Like, guys, I'm in Yemen working right now. Like, we really need to. So I'd come back from an op, take off all my gear, and then I'd go sit by my computer and review insurance adjuster files. Is that right? Yeah. But that's you know that's why it's why it is it's it's just everyday life and I tried to maintain that even and it maintained some 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 I don't say normalcy but just just you can't just be deploying all the time and and not have some form of base when you come back home because that's really what life is it's not going overseas that's that's to me that's the fun stuff it really is coming back is in the grind the daily grind that's where it really can beat you down and I saw that the last three years after I left and did the mm. you know did the movie and stuff it, it just the daily daily grind can beat you down unless you, you stay positive and you try to overcome all whatever obstacle is thrown in front of you no matter how menial you think it is yeah see that's a really great point chris i mean it's it's and i think that's the need and i've seen it i've recognized it, certainly you know with those who are transitioning is this whole this push to really find mission and purpose, because you talk about deploying, yeah. and yeah. that gives you a clear identity of mission and purpose. But coming home, we can lose sight of that. So, yeah, yeah. How did how did Benghazi kind of shape what you do, your outlook today, and what you do today? How, how did that experience well, shape you? Well, I, you know, it, it took me a little bit to figure it out, and I do a lot of public speaking now, and it's it's actually quite enjoyable. Um, it wasn't at first, but now that I've gotten to it, and I figured out how to. How can I use Benghazi or any other story of deploying that may have, you may be an atrocity, maybe you're seeing death and you're, you're seeing things that, you know, people would think, yeah, man, you must be miserable. But it, it is, it's, it's, it's looking back and thinking, lessons learned. How can you learn from this? And then how can you, yeah. how could we use this, even the sacrifices in, you know, Tyrone and, and Glenn, Bob and Roan and Bachelor Stevens, Sean Smith, who, who really are the heroes from Benghazi? They're the ones that, that, that gave everything for us. Um, how can we use those lessons learned to to just everyday life and show people that you can overcome? And it's really quite simple. It's just it is. It's just never giving up. You don't give up, no matter what the adversity is in front of you, whatever what the obstacle is. You figure out a way to conquer that obstacle, 
you know, and, and it, it is a, being left to die in a foreign country with no help from a government that you swore to help serve and protect, and then you still don't give up. That to me, I was like, wow, this is the ultimate story where you can't, you can't. I stop doing the political BS that, that came with it. It doesn't need to be there. Um, start using Benghazi and, and guys have other stories out there about adversity and overcoming obstacles. Use it as a positive and, and you can teach people because we ain't any different. Believe me. And when I talk to people, they're going to, they look at me like, you're Tano? I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm only 5'8 and 160 pounds. You know, I'm not a big guy. Like, I, and that's why I try to tell people, like, look at me. I, I'm nothing special. It's just a mindset. Can, can you overcome what's put in front of you? And how do you do that? You just keep taking steps. No matter how big they are or small they are, you just keep moving forward. You've got to be like a shark. If you stop swimming, you're going to drown. You, you see, so just keep moving forward. And that was what that was that night. And every one of us did that. That was what the beauty of it was as well. The whole team didn't give up. And you, you kind of feed off each other too. Confidence breeds confidence. And yeah. just like panic breeds panic, everybody stayed confident, and it, it, it really showed that night, especially when we knew we did. We knew deep down around 3 a.m. that, dang, we are really on our own. This this sucks. <laughs> this yeah. Because you, you're not used to being like that, especially if you're from the SEAL, SEAL Ranger or, or Marine community. You always have some sort of support. We always do. That's why we're the greatest military in the world and that night. We didn't. But you can use lessons learned. You don't have to turn into negative, which I did. I fed on that for a couple of years. It made me angry. It made me a bad. It really did. It made me an angry person. Like I, that's ridiculous. I, I can use this as a positive, and I can actually become a better person myself. And and that's where it's from. So it is. It's lessons learned, definitely. And I try to portray that when I speak to to corporations uh, uh, about leadership and about never giving up. Yeah. See, that's really good. And I and I think you, you touched on a few things, which is. You know, our mindset can certainly be influenced by those we're surrounded by, too. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think, you know, if, there, if there's a lesson to be learned in that, you know, I, I'm a dad of two daughters. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, brother. You, you get yeah. your hands full. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I pay attention. Believe me, I pay attention to Good who's deal. hanging around. And, Good deal. And I, you know, when we become adults, we sometimes we forget that, right? We, we, oh, we, we do. We we think you know what I'm 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 mature enough I've got the strongest mindset I'm I, you know I can I can overcome this, but I think to your point Chris it's so important that we really pay attention to not only the mindset but who's influencing that mindset right. Well and and what I can and I I heard it I, you know I've heard it once and I do believe in it that and it is completely true because I you, you we always try to control other people's attitudes. We always are trying to control other people. I, my first divorce, I got, I've been divorced twice. My first divorce was awful. It, it, it was, it, it, it that's re, that's the reason I got thrown in the military the first time. It, it's because I was trying to control somebody else's free will, trying to control somebody else's yeah. attitude, what they were doing. And it didn't hit me then, but over time, like, you know what, I can't control what everybody else is, but I can always control my attitude. That's yep. something that, that that is always within my control. So with adults, and I think the media actually helps does does a lot of that division too. They 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 try to influence attitudes, and that's why I don't even watch it. I don't do it much. I don't. I'm not on Fox much anymore. I don't on CNN anymore. And that's my choice. That's nobody else's choice but mine. But the reason being is because I, I was like, oh my gosh, and this is even influencing how I am. What other people are saying, what they're doing here, what they're doing there. Like, wait a second. I can control how I'm going to be. I can have my attitude be happy and positive or negative. It's all up to me. And that's that's when things started to turn around. And that's also was even 
even though I didn't see it at the time, I figured it out after doing multiple AERs uh, of myself after action reviews of, of my speaking. I was like, wait a second, Benghazi is never giving up. It's all, it was our attitude. That's what got us through. It wasn't yeah. our skill sets. Yes, we're awesome. Yeah, we're the greatest military world. So calm, fantastic. But it was the attitude that got us through, and it was staying positive. And that's that's that was that's part of the Patriots creep too. All these guys that are in it, and it is other people that are in the book. It's not just me, and that's what I wanted to show. Every one of them has overcome some adversity in their life, and it's all their attitude. And that's that's it's as simple as that. I don't think we realize how simple it is to be happy in life <laughs> because we just got too much social media out there, brother. You got sometimes you just got to turn that yep. thing off. You know? Just just how do I how can I be happy? And it's just waking up and being happy. That that is essentially it, right there. Yeah. See, and I love that this book, and I've read both the Rangeway and I'm. I'm oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that book, and I had my daughters read it actually. Uh, and this new book, The Patriots Creed, I'm I'm into it. I, I love it because you know, as a Navy guy, you know, honor, courage, and commit was kind of our framework. That's how we thought, right? Of course, of course. You know, our thinking was we flipped it, which is if we're committed, then it looks like we're doing honorable things. Um, and, and, and people think that, you know, we have courage, right? But it's not really, we don't, it all starts with commitment. And through commitment, yeah. you know, is courage, uh, what people will view as courage and, and, you know, always do right. But you have a chapter in there, chapter five, you talk about respect. And I think this is so important, Chris. And I really want you to dive into this. And I know we're limited on time, so I'll speed it up a little bit. But you talk about respect, treat people as they should be treated. And then you talk about the soldier's code. You know, we treat, uh, yeah. you know, we pledge to treat others with dignity and respect while expecting others to do the same. You know, I think in today's society, and you see this, and I think it's so important that people read this book, The Patriot's Creed. I think that's a missing element, you know, whether it's, you know, oh, neighbor yeah. to neighbor or in politics, whatever. But what inspired you to write this book? Was it the political environment or was it just seeing people not adopt the right mindset? I, I, I don't, it was me. It was me not adopting the ranks. It was me. It was myself looking inward at myself over, over that. Cause it did. I, I lost myself. I, I'm the best person I want to be when I'm deployed. I, I, cause I am, I adhere to everything that I need to adhere to because it's just my focus is on the job, getting home. And that's why a lot of us, when we come home, it's hard to be home because we lose sight of, you're right, that mission state, that focus, which, which when we have that focus, we're able to maintain all those values. And I, I use the Army values in the book because I'm Army. But the Army values to me are the same as when you have, again, you've got your code in the Navy. You've got codes yeah. in the Air Force. It's all the same. I'm not disrespecting any of the other services. Of course, you guys that read the book, there's different services. Guys are all guys all serve from uh, different branches in in the book. But it was how I applied it. But if you're if you have a mission statement and a plan and a focus, you can apply all those values. And I, I lost that. When the movie came out, I really set on ego. I did, and so I was like. <laughs> and then when I was speaking, and I was seeing and meeting other guys and men and women out there that had served, a lot of them had stories too, and their stories weren't being told. I'm like, man, people can learn from them just as much, if not more, from what happened in Benghazi. I just was lucky to, and I want to say lucky or unlucky, it's how you look at it. I was just lucky that the that the you know the book and our story was told in a movie and people got to see it. That is really cool. I'm not going to say it's not. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. But, yeah. But there's other other those out there that are like, wow, they went through hell and they have fought through it and come out the other side. Let's tell their stories as well. 
So it, it was me trying to give back a little bit to the community because I believe I've been blessed immensely by the community. Uh, but also I needed to fix myself and I could see inward, look inward and like, wait a second, I am not adhering to any of these vibes. Integrity, I don't have that anymore. What happened to it? Respect. I'm not respecting everybody that I used to. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm demanding respect, but I'm not giving it back. What, what the heck is it? And so it was almost therapeutic to write the book and, and it was me getting out and trying to figure out who I, I'll be honest with you, who, who I was again. Getting back to the to yeah. Tano was when I was, not Tano from 13 hours, Tano, which I would think called Tano forever, is when I was deploying. And, and that's where that came from. And respect, yes, the respect was major. And what I started to see every day when I started to get myself back into where I was saying sir and ma'am again, where I was holding, and, and I don't believe that chivalry, chivalry is not disrespect to women. I don't believe that at all. Chivalry, I, I think we should be more chivalrous. To me, that's the ultimate form of respect to a woman. But I wasn't holding doors open. I was being rude, cutting people off. I wasn't signaling when I was driving my vehicle to change lanes. Oh, pet peeve of mine, biggest thing in the world is you go to a coffee place and you, you grab the little half and half container and it's empty. How hard is it to take it back up to to the barista and say, here, can you fill this up for the next person when you're done? You know, it's yeah. kind of like that adage when your mom used to get, yell at you for leaving a, a, a swing of milk <laughs> in the refrigerator. But, but see, that was... We used to, yep. we used to, that was discipline. We were living, yep. and it was simple things like that every day, and that's when I took a look into myself, like, wait a second, I'm not doing these things either, and I'm complaining about it. It it, it just, and then it, it just kind of spiraled into the, the using the Army values of everyday life. I, 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 there, you know, I, I love the movie No Country for Old Men. I do. It, it's a little weird, but I do love it. But but there is a scene in that movie, and I do I do honestly believe in it, that he, he says, I think Tommy, the Tommy Lee Jones says, when Sir and Ma'am, go the rest are soon to follow i, I really believe that and we, we've lost just even that simple common courtesy of respect for others just those simple things if those things would come back i guarantee you that the the respect that we've had for each other will will come back as well i really do but you don't even see those little things and and then i you know i, I use it on a grander scale of course when, in the chapter but it's it's that's why this book applies to everybody because it's just simple everyday things you can do to show respect or have integrity, have have moral courage. Personal courage is great. Moral courage is part of that. Physical courage is easy. Run toward gunfire, to be honest with you, especially if you sign up for it. It's not hard to do. That's what you yeah. sign up for. Yeah. But it's the moral courage of doing the right thing when no one else is looking. That's what's hard, and that's what we're failing at today in society. And just because we're not teaching our kids to do the integrity and the respect that they need for their elders, except in my house, yeah. I, my son, yes, sir. You, he'll say, yeah. I'm like, what did you say? Just like my dad used to do to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. What did you say? Try one more time. Yes, sir. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's just discipline. That's it. And that's yeah. that's that, that's not beating your kid or being mean to your kid. That is what we need to teach our children. And and you you see that on the grand again, a grander scale on the Patriots Creed under respect. But it's as simple as that. I even think I mentioned that. I mentioned the milk thing. I really do. That is that is to me that's just the, the most minute little thing that you could do to help somebody. It's just it's you're thinking of somebody else before you. Putting others before yourself. Yeah. That, that is the ultimate form of respect. Well, and I, and I would say that the military teaches some people, you know, they teach, well, they teach everybody that, right? You know, adopting that type yeah, of mindset. Yeah. And I think we miss that, to your point, in greater society, but we can influence that. And you said something that's critical. You talk about discipline, and we've been sharing with folks that there is freedom in discipline. You know, I think sometimes 
people look at discipline as being super rigid and uh, so time consuming, but there is so much freedom and discipline if you think about it, right? It is, it, it, and it's habit forming. You do, and it yeah. becomes habitual. You, you don't even think about it. Um, yeah. It is. I, 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 I am at the point that I was raised this way. I lost it for a little bit, but I was raised. It. We'll use the example again: holding a door open. It's habit for me to do that. I don't even think I'm doing it. I mean, I, you know, I do it for my kids. I just, it, but to me, that's that's discipline of, of thinking of somebody else, helping someone else. As simple as that. Or, or yeah, just just the discipline of, of, and I do even even after all I've been been through, and I'm 48, so I'm getting up to 50. I still say, sir, ma'am, whoever's in front of me, yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir, yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm I'm belittling myself or I'm thinking less of myself. That's disrespectful. Why not? Why not have the dis- discipline to have? And and it it still shows that I'm disciplined. In, in the way I hold myself. Now, I, Grant, I am not perfect by any means. Believe me, I screw up all the time. But when I do, I, I, I think I always am AARing in my head. I'm always doing an after action review of my head. What did I just do? What did I do? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I should have, I, I offend. I, I, example last, I'll give you an example. Last night in New York City, I'm walking. I do a podcast last night. It, actually, it's my own podcast called Battle Line. It's going to be the first one it'll come out on, on mm. right around Veterans Day. But awesome. uh, a lady was walking by, and, and her her she hadn't she hadn't buckled her child in the in her stroller, and she hit a bump, and the the child actually kind of didn't fall hard, but started to bang a little. It was a little bit. I turned and looked, and I looked at it for about five seconds, and I'm like, "Wait, so Chris, you're an idiot. Well, you can help this lady out." <laughs> so I wanted to help her, but I I did my after it was done. I thought to myself, "Why didn't I walk over here right?" When it happened to help, why did it take me five seconds for it to register in my head to help this lady needed some help? Because she had her hands full. Yeah. And I even apologized to her. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't walk over and help you earlier. I, it took me a few seconds. But, it, you know, I, it's not that even – it actually, you, you think something like that should make you feel good. And you don't do things to feel good. You, you, you do them because they're the right things to do. But it, it did. I actually felt bad. <laughs> like, my, why did my brain not want to help right off when I saw the little child fall out of the fall out of the stroller? But it, yeah, that's that to me that's discipline. Now I know if it happens again, okay, I'm right over there. I help. I'm yeah. Helping, you know, but but I I was so preoccupied with my own thoughts and my own mind that I I did I, it took me a little bit to, to to figure out hey I need to help this lady out. And that's again that's self that's ego. Not saying it's wrong. I, I get it, but I could have done it quicker. And that was me because I was all so wrapped up in my own little world at the time, which is, bro, that's kind of why we're talking. We, we are. Everybody is wrapped up in their own little world, and they need to start getting out of that own little world and helping each other out. Well, and I think that's what your book, The Patriot's Creed, really talks about, Chris, and that's why I love this book. I think it's a great book. Yeah. I think everybody should be picking this book up. They need to read it. Your kids need to be reading it. Um, at least that's my opinion. Um, I appreciate that. I agree. Yeah. Now that's why I wrote. I, I want kids. I want to want the young to to read the book, and I, that's why we kept. They're still. We're military, brother. You know how it is. We still yeah. we still cuss a little bit. There's an F bomb every once in a while. That's just me, guys. And and you, I believe in that meme that says people that cuss are actually more intel more intelligent. <laughs> I do believe that. I'm trying to get my wife for that, Chris. I I don't know yeah. she's bumming herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, me and you are probably. I'm I'm a super genius if that's the truth, right? Now. <laughs> That's it, great. It, it, uh, it, it is. I do believe kids, kids the, the youth need to read a little bit and, and start thinking. Uh, get out of self and start thinking of others. We serve under John 15, 13, love is our greater than the 
better than this that a man lay down life for his friend. All that is is selfless service, and that's the chapter of selfless service. It's giving up yourself, but it doesn't mean you have to give your life. It's just helping somebody every day, doing doing a good deed every day. We used to. I think that was even a, 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 a Saturday morning special one day when we were going up doing a good deed every yeah. day. But we need to go back to do that. Just do one good deed every day. Take a little piece of trash on the sidewalk. If you don't walk by it, put it in the trash can. That's just yeah. as simple as that. It's that, it's that easy. That's right. Well, how do people get your book, Chris? What's the best way for them to get your book and follow you? It's everywhere. Um, Hachette is the publisher. They're fantastic, but it's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um, I, I sign copies if they go to my website, ChrisTonoProno.net. They just people. If you do, sometimes you have to wait because I'm on the road for a couple weeks. I don't have a stamp. Actually, physically sit there and sign <laughs> sign them all, sign them all, and get them out. But I, it's an honor for me to do that. It, it, people want to get the book. And I, I, honestly, I, I, all you're really doing is paying extra. I just it's the charge of the book, and then I, you just help me out with shipping. So I, 35, I think it is, and I always have sales, and I like to give back. There's always some sale of me, uh, of me saying, hey, if you buy this, get another book, or one of my buddy's books, uh, another one called John 1513 is a great book from a buddy of mine named John Castle, and I'll throw that in with it too. I, I just I just want people to read it. I get out yeah. there, and, and and my wife just makes. My wife gets upset at me a lot. She goes, you, you, she goes, we're, we're losing. She goes, Chris, you got to sell for a little bit because we're going to lose money and we still got to feed our kids. Like, okay, so, okay. As long as I break <laughs> even, but I'll give out books left and right a lot of times. She goes, you got to stop giving out the book all the time because we we can't afford it. I'm like, okay, yes. That's why she's awesome. She manages me. I mean, she she has a bigger heart than me, but she's also much. You know, she also takes care of the family. And she, she yeah. keeps me in line. But I, I would love if, if – and I love signing books for people. I, I really I, – I, and I'm a talker as usual, so when I do book signings, I'm always there forever because I like to talk to everybody. But I'd be honored if people get the book off my website and I sign them and I'll send it to them. And I have the other ones on the website too, Ranger Way and 13 Hours. And I'm always honored to do that. It, it actually makes me – it does. It's, it's one of my things that makes me feel good. So people, when you do order a book and it's not the money at all, it's just – People still, man, people still want to learn a little bit. That's that's amazing to me. After seven years, when the incident happened, people still want to know, or they still want to know who maybe I am, or want to listen to me run my stuff, which is ridiculous. I don't want to listen to me. I don't know why people are crazy. I don't know what they, <laughs> I want to do. Well, you got you got you got good stuff, and and the book is great. The Patriots Creed, you know, for our audience, uh, you know, for it, it just. Go to Chris's website, you know, go to ChrisTontoParanto.net. He's got a new podcast coming out called Battle Line. Is that correct, Chris? Yeah, that, that's correct. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, visit Amazon. Uh, if you're transitioning and you want to discover your post-service identity, be sure you reach out to us guys at OperationMilitaryFamily.com, and we can start to kind of explore how to get you back on the best, you know, your best year ever after transition. Chris, again, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. And keep keep those guys focused on that mission, man. Everybody needs a new mission. And it's when we, we don't have that mission or that cut, that's when we lose we lose ourselves a little bit. So you guys are doing great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. We appreciate that. Thanks again. All right, bro. Bye bye.